for all but the hardest hearts among us, a story of a close relationship that has gone wrong stirs up sadness. True accounts of such stories sell magazines and tabloids. Fictional accounts of such stories sell books and movie tickets. We mourn when we hear such stories. Somewhere, deep in the recesses of the human heart, is a tiny hope, a yearning for restoration. We hope that somehow there might be a restoration of a relationship. We yearn to hear of reconciliation. When a close bond is broken, whether it's between a husband and a wife or between a parent and a child, it can be especially heart-wrenching. Love, which once connected two people together, can turn into a perverted and twisted kind of intimate disgust. The closeness once shared between two people can morph into a partnership of mutual hostility. Respect and concern warp into disdain and indifference. When that occurs, the seeds of forgiveness can take no root in hearts hardened by long-sustained bitterness. The hope that there one day may be harmony or restoration seems to be banished forever to the realm of the impossible. Sometimes the only hope for reconciliation is that one person may choose to radically alter the pattern. One person must decide to give up his rights to retaliation or vengeance. One person must take all the blame and guilt of the failed relationship, even if it means accepting the blame due to the other. One must choose to make the peace. When Adam sinned, the once intimate relationship he had to God was perverted into a twisted kind of intimate disgust. The closeness he had with God was converted to hostility. The respect he had for his Creator warped into disdain and indifference. Because of Adam's sin, the whole human race and the creation over which we were given authority turned away from obeying and seeking God and into a pattern of rebellion. Over time, humanity increasingly cultivated a bitterness and a hardness of heart towards God, and all the creation, which was mankind's dominion, became cursed. Into this true story, Christ came as the only hope for reconciliation. We find in Colossians chapter 1, verses 19 and 20, For in Him... All the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. God saw that the only hope for reconciliation was for him to choose to radically alter the pattern. Thus God came in the person of Jesus Christ into his creation to become the hope for reconciliation. God took on the form of one of his creatures. It was his choice, his desire, his pleasure to do so. He chose to lower himself and become flesh and blood, to live among his creatures. Yet, in that flesh and blood, in that Jesus Christ, all the complete goodness, purity, holiness, justness, love, and mercy 
of the living God lived. Through Christ and His work, God gave up His rights to retaliation and vengeance against His rebellious creatures. He knew that His creatures, the men and women who rebelled against Him, would be unable to return or match His earnest yearning to restore His relationship to them. He would have to give to them the reconciliation that they were unwilling and powerless to seek or gain from Him. It pleased God to make peace with His creation. It pleased Him to do this through the physical things in His creation. It pleased Him to use the blood of a man, the blood of Christ. He chose to use the blood that coursed through the body that He inhabited when He came into His creation. It pleased Him to use the death of a man, the death of Christ on the cross. He chose to use that instrument of torture and death on which He took upon Himself the retaliation and vengeance that was actually due His rebellious creatures. In Christ, God chose to take upon Himself the guilt and blame of His creatures even though the estrangement between God and His creatures was due to their guilt. The hope of reconciliation with God, purchased by God through the blood and cross of Christ, is the hope of all who see the work of God in Christ and turn to Him in faith. Look now at what God has done in Christ and be reconciled to Him. Because of what He has done, let us strive to live as those who have been reconciled to God. Let us live as those who have a restored and renewed relationship with Him. As Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3 says, Let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and who is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted.